0: Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? (laughs) Witchbuster extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, this is entertaining already. Ron Wolfley is being authenticated as we
1: speak. It's so difficult, Polly, especially on a Friday. Here you are. You're trying to get everything ducks in a row, and you can't even get into your own email.
0: So let's get this straight. Lorenzo Alexander, we're taking roll here. You hear over there? I can't see over the screen, but yeah, yeah, I can see I know your, your bill short hat. over there.
2: Typically, we have all athletes in here. Luca's a little bit taller than you are, so. <laughs> there we go. Two great players <laughs> wow. and one other here this week. Wow. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad to be here. You know, this is probably my favorite time. Polly Pencil neck was talking all that trash yesterday, so I got my whole bills. Game. I'm actually sweating in here, audience. Arizona, I'm, I'm sweating. I got a sweat Bill sweatshirt on, Bill shirt on, Bill sweats on, Bill socks on, and then I put my nice Bill. Bill's jacket so he can look at the Bill's well, the whole time because he was talking a lot of trash yesterday, but well, go ahead.
0: But don't wait a minute. You're resembling my remark. You're, you're yeah. speaking it into existence when I say Bill's apologist, Lorenzo Alexander, hey, who apologist. is head to toe like he's ready to vault off an RV onto a folding hey, table right I'm now ready. like
2: Bill's mafia. That's what you look like. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. We, we, you never you never leave Bill's mafia, right? You never leave uh, the mafia, uh, baby. You're always a part yeah. of it once you, you know get put in. I this is good. Them, Let's wait. leave here out of his own show. Just leave Wolf you know, out of his own show. Let's keep talking. Paul,
1: if you say nothing, you know, Paulie, there's no way that would ever happen. Hey, okay, <laughs> you know it. I'm, I'm going to get my words in, Paul. You better believe it. Just like my steps outside, I'm going to get my words in. Now, listen. Let me ask you this, though: so, Have you ever been out in the parking lot with the Bills Mafia? Have I, you ever I, been out I out?
2: have had that pleasure. After I retired, we went back uh, last season for the okay. game when How I got go out there. It was great. It's mayhem, and, and you just you just love that energy and. And, uh, mindset that they bring. So, it's nothing like it. I mean, they're the best fan base, uh, in my opinion, in, in the NFL. Did they try to get you to vault off the yeah, top of the RV? Yeah, you get that all the time. Not, yeah, I'm yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. I, I <laughs> ran through enough people in my heyday, and I actually, you know, I was talking to my man Ben Watson the other day, like, man, we used to be crazy doing what we do. But I will admit, last night, watching the game... Jones was returning the returner he plays offense and plays uh, some cornerback for, for the Patriots and he was running real fast and I did have a, a moment of like visualizing running through him and the endorphins <laughs> that just went through my body I said ooh oh, maybe I am missing the game a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. there's always a folding table with your yeah. name on it you don't have to actually suit up you can just come down with a big power move off the top rope onto a folding table yeah, why not no.
1: like- we're gonna get this by can- the way we gotta tweet this out Zo gear, of course, and yeah.
0: especially the jacket that he brought in.
1: I, I don't know, but that jacket looks a little old school. I mean, right he, he,
0: he, baby starter. Zo looks like the Bill's defensive coordinator right now, because he has his yeah. own headset on. What's the yeah. deal? I mean, he's got a headset. Where's my headset? What's going on? He's got you gotta, his own you microphone. Bring your own headset. Well, I didn't know it was know. B-O-A-H, yeah, right? Yeah. Bring your own headset. I, I didn't like know that. I don't have
2: to be uh, you know, a slave to the mic, and I have to lean. I like to lean back. I like to move around. I may want to get go. up and walk I over. Like that that might <laughs> be man wolf uh, right in and I, it just moves with me this is what man
0: i'm jealous you know right I mean?
1: now you know what's awesome about this right now you can just see that the headphones they blend into paul's hair
0: too doesn't okay.
1: it mean? you just can't even tell okay. the
0: difference it, yeah. it, it's so cool
1: boy. gotta
2: stop beijinging over there paul let
0: I, it go i will say it was much easier yesterday to be the smart guy the tough guy the fake tough guy the snarky guy when uh, lorenzo alexander was down the line at a remote broadcast location oh, instead said, yeah. of three yards away where i could take a straight right at any yeah. point so i I'm going to have to watch my words accordingly now that he's actually here in studio. Yeah. There, you know what, Paul? It, it could get extremely
1: of, real. There were a lot of guys on the field felt the same way, Pauly.
0: <laughs> Zogo, bring yeah. it now. All that right, much so, I know. By the way, the best thing I saw last night in Thursday Night Football were the Patriots uniforms, the throwback uniforms. That's the best thing I saw, at least out of New England, because that's well, the Cardinals next opponent.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, their running game was on point now. I yeah. think you, dude, That's something that you have to worry about when you think about Stevenson. I think last night they couldn't obviously stick with it or really make it. In it because they were playing from behind and they had to try to catch up at some point. They just don't have the ability to go down the field. They're not very explosive. And so that game, they have to rely on great defense, which against Josh Allen, that offense is really hard to do.
1: How does that happen, though? I mean, honestly, how does that happen where you only hand the ball 10 times to a running back? Think about that. 10 times yeah. they handed the ball off. How does that happen when you've got a guy like Stevenson who can run the ball as well as he does? Uh, I don't
0: understand that, man. I'll have an answer for that. When you have a defensive coordinator calling your offense, when Matt Patricia is your offensive coordinator... And he's not qualified. Yet
1: at the same time, you had Matt Jones yelling at Matt, Patricia, that you wouldn't do running the ball, and you handed it off ten times to Stevenson. I, I'm just absolutely dumbfounded by that. Um, I know they didn't get to run a lot of plays as well. I understand yeah. that. But, man, um, that that to me was the death knell for the Patriots.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of three and outs. I mean, this Bills defense—you're right. You get Tremaine Edmonds back. You saw Jordavius White out there, um, and the 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 offensive line of the Patriots isn't very good either. And so they, they he Mac Jones when he had the chance to go down the field, he was under a lot of distress, a yes, lot running time. around a lot. So you know if if I'm uh, you know Zach Allen, if I'm JJ, if I'm one of these guys rushing, I'm looking at these guys like, ooh, we got something sweet coming up this week where we can really get after the quarterback and and make some plays to allow our back end to maybe get their hands on some balls.
0: So you realize the leading receiver for the Patriots offense last night was a defensive back. Mm. Marcus Jones, the 48 catch and touchdown run. It's an offense that went 3 of 12 on third down. And Mac Jones lost it on the sideline. You heard him, uh, you saw him, you couldn't quite hear it, but you could read his lips when he said, throw the bleeping ball, the bleeping running game sucks.
1: He looked like, you know what, Paulie, he looked like you after three IPAs.
0: We'll get into that in a minute because this is going to be a schmooze and booze-fest edition of the Wolf and Luke Show on Friday here. But for right now, Mac Jones, after the game, was asked about his sideline tirade.
2: Obviously, just kind of let my emotions get to me, but,
0: um, you know, we're kind of playing from behind, and what I said was about throwing it deeper in the short game. You know, I got to execute that part better, but it's the short game that we kept going to, which was working, but I felt like we needed chunk plays, and, um, you know,
2: I shouted that out to kind of get... Everyone going, and that's emotional. That's football. I'm passionate about this game, and um, obviously, you don't want to get your emotions, let you
0: know, get the best of you, but. Um yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Like, it wasn't directed at anybody. Just emotion coming out, and we kind of needed a spark.
2: So it's it's, <laughs> it's definitely directed at somebody. <laughs> he was looking now. at somebody but but when he right, so. right? But it's it's just a lack of awareness, right? Because in the NFL, unlike high school, where it's halftime or maybe the next game, college is typically at halftime. Every time you come off the sideline, you're looking at the sheet, the plays, what's happening, what's occurring, right? And so you have to be as a quarterback aware of what's Going on, and based the way that game was unfolding, there was nothing deep available and the pressure. So it's a lack of awareness on a young quarterback as far as, yeah, you may want to throw the ball deep, but do you know what that means for you and our team, right? As far as being in some third and longers, you getting hit. Right, so we're trying to stay ahead of the sticks because this team that we're playing is just better. And, go ahead. And not only that,
1: though. I was just going to say, though, one of the best ways to throw the ball deep, and you know this better than anybody else,
2: run the ball and yeah. then use play right. action to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, but they got so far behind so quickly, and I and I think sometimes when you play teams like Patrick Mahomes or or Josh Allen that are so explosive, or like a Miami, you feel like I can't run the ball too long, right? You get impatient sure. with it. It kind of. Move I don't you know out why of it. that is yeah, it, it wasn't like they were down 27 to nothing yeah, but it felt like it felt like it when you if you you know watching the game um, you and the commentator said this too, I mean, they were down only 10, but it felt like they were just getting dominated. And I've, right. been, I've been on the field like that too. Like, man, the score, we feel like we're pretty close, but I don't feel like it should be this close. It feels like I'm getting blown out. And that's what the game was. Yeah, I think there's way too many co-
1: uh, play callers, way too many coaches that come off too early of staying balanced and trying to be... Somewhat um, run conscious.
0: It drives me crazy. Okay, and that's box. great. All the X's and O's, I get it. You guys are missing you the don't big get it, but You guys are missing the big <laughs> question right now going forward. <laughs> Who's the Patriots backup quarterback again? It's Brian Hoyer, isn't it? And I'm saying that because Mac Jones is gonna get benched. You oh, don't Christ. show up an assistant coach on national T V and shout him down with expletives on Bell Belichick's team. Do you think Coach Belichick is gonna stand for that? don't you think there will be blood? There will be repercussions uh, for Mac Jones? I don't know about that, Paulie. I don't. Um, I do
1: know that uh, Bernie Kosar, of course, had a run-in with Bill Belichick. That did not go well.
2: Yeah? <laughs> that did not go yeah, well.
0: You got out of your car and you had microphones in your face as um, to why the Cleveland Browns just cut Bernie Kosar. I wonder if I should tell that story.
2: Yeah, uh, go ahead. But, really but I, I think Mac Jones, like he said, he was coming himself. So I wasn't talking to anybody. I was just yelling sure. <laughs> was into the ether. Was just I was looking straight at Matthew. (laughs) Patricia, yeah, Looking looking in the general direction, just out there. And it's amazing how it's not selfish
0: or arrogant or all these other charges against a Kyla Murray. It's instead emotional and passionate when Mac Jones does it. Interesting. Hey, the Bud Light Super Bowl Music Fest featuring three incredible nights of shows, including Imagine Dragons, Dave Matthews Band, and Paramore going to be heading to the Footprint Center from February 9th through the 11th. Tickets on sale now. You can head to the contest page, though, on ArizonaSports.com for all the details. Your chance to win tickets. Pat Patrick Peterson speaking of Kyler Murray. Did he offer an olive branch? Was it really an olive branch? Should Kyla Murray take it? It is Wolf and Luke starring Paul Calvisi and Lorenzo Alexander on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke, presented by 72 Souls. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, we're taking it up till 2 o'clock. Basically up to happy hour on a Friday. Hence the schmooze and booze fest edition it, of the Wolf and Luke Show, led by Ron Wolfley. Somebody take his car keys right now. We're going to let this thing rip for the next four hours. Calvisi, <laughs> Lorenzo Alexander, and Ron Wolfley. Uh, mayhem has already started. Chaos has already started. Paulie, nobody wants to hear about your weekends, Paulie, especially on the bye weekend. Well, the story you need to tell... In addition, well, actually, no stories. We don't have time for your stories. That's the great thing about having Lorenzo Alexander in here. Okay, we don't have, we're just running the no huddle. We're going up tempo. Boom, we're moving. We're just keeping this going. We're moving the chains. We're getting right into topics. And we're, to, for example, Kyla Murray. Yes. Okay, Patrick Peterson. Oh, boy. Let's just start with, we know what Pat P said about K-1. We know it. That supposedly, allegedly, Pat P. asserting that Kyler's only about himself. Even though the very act of doing that in your own podcast... And then retweeting it for everyone to hear is the ultimate act of selfishness, driving your own clicks and views. That's just my take on the hypocrisy involved of being selfish. So here's Pat P. when the Vikings media came to him at his locker to get further comment and explanation about these pretty serious charges against a former teammate.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. Okay. so here's Pat P. explaining himself. Um, first of all, I don't have any beef with Kyler Murray because he was like, oh, Patrick blatantly disrespected Kyler. I didn't do that. You know What I meant by my comment was when you're a franchise quarterback, you have to carry yourself a certain way. So if you're having bad body language, pouting, moping on the sideline, what type of energy do you think that, that feeds off to your teammates? That's what I meant about Kyler cares that he's caring about himself because he's not putting the team first. You know... When you make a bad throw, you're coming off the side. You're coming off to the sideline. You're dropping your shoulders. How you think the defense feel? If 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 our starting quarterback don't have any energy, no fire, that we can win this game. How can we? So That's what I meant about about Kyler caring about Kyler. I didn't mean that in no disrespect any fashion or form. And I might not be his mentor, but these are the things, tips that I think that it can help him be, you know, a better football. Ball playing a long run, you know so it is what it is at the end of the day. you mentioned that you have
0: no disrespect mm. Let me ask two guys who played a decade plus in the NFL, if one of your former teammates, Lorenzo Alexander. A former teammate of years came out on his podcast and said that Lorenzo Alexander is only about Lorenzo Alexander. Right. Would that be considered disrespect in your mind?
2: Uh, I mean, of course, because it's not—it's not true uh, at all. I mean, I remember when I was in—I um, was in Washington still, and a coach said something that kind of hinted at that because I did something kind of on my own. I went to go take a shower real quick and was a little late to the meeting. And I and I—he said something about you're not a good teammate, and I lost it mm. like in, in the middle of it of him saying that. Everybody was like, thought I was about to turn tables and all that. But so, it, it is disrespectful. I mean, it is uh, you know uh, how it came out, and 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 I'll say this: when you're on or in the media, or you're doing your own podcast. Um, something that I've always tried to do, because you all, you know information, right? If you, obviously if sure. you're still playing like like Pat P is, or if you're close to guys, even like myself, when guys tell you stuff, and you know you're going to cover, or I have to be intentional about how I say things and making sure that I, because I, I still feel like I'm in a locker room. It's hard for me to even say something like that, like what, that, he, like what he said, response. even though if it, even if it's some truth around it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it is disrespectful, especially for a guy kind of breaking that code from player to player that's more of an in-house type thing. I don't know if Pat P had it, was going, what, you know, got on his podcast and thought he was going to do it. But I think in the conversation when B-Max said it, it just, because he said it just kind of came out versus, but at the end of the day, he did it.
1: Seeing that to me, so that's the reason I, I was so disappointed. I love Pat I really do. Yeah, yeah. And he's done so many good things, and yeah, this is not one of them as far as I'm concerned because he broke the code, right. the code of the locker room. I'm not going to go on the air, I'm not going to go national, I'm not going to go on my own podcast, I'm not going to say something personal about a former teammate. I'm just not going to do right. it. I, I've got problems with that, I have problems with what P did. And I was disappointed.
0: And we know Kyler's Twitter response, and I quote This isn't true. You on some weird stuff, P2. You got my number if you really felt like this. As a big bro or mentor, you're supposed to call me and tell me, not drag me. So your podcast can grow and tweet Kyler Murray and Patrick Peterson was asked about Kyler's Twitter response.
3: I'm not going to get into the response. I'm it's kind of blown up the way it is. I'm surprised it blown up the way it is, but I'm not going to get into the response. You know, I I, I do look forward to talking to him. We'll just leave it as that. <laughs> and that's where it needs to be. It honestly does.
1: it's between two dudes in a private setting. Right. Now, that's definitely the way it should be.
2: Yeah, that's not the way it should be. I mean, taking care of that. And when Pat P was here, if he thought that, he should have probably addressed it then. And so, you know, obviously being around this, the Cardinals organization, you know, kind of from afar and watching, you hear things as far as how, how he receives it and so that's a whole different issue you know whether or not pat p feels like he can call him and actually be a mentor or give him information or help him grow in that process so there's a couple of different things you know we can kind of take this conversation into but for me i was always a guy um like from Murray's perspective people used to always say oh well he's a try hard guy or can't do xyz and instead of uh, you know, maybe getting upset, which you can, right? Pride, you put a lot of work into it. I used to take some of this stuff and like, like reflect. I'm like, man, is that is it true, right? Regardless, of away from my feelings, how it made me feel, like, but is this true? And then, what can I do to kind of move forward? So, I think this this is actually an opportunity once again for Kyler. Uh, whether it's true or not, that's up to him to decide. But to really reflect, if if the same message keeps coming out from different perspectives, you do want to take some type of of uh, time to see if it is really true, and then what can I do to change that and make that shift? And am I blind to my own, you know, just being myself, self bias, right? And so, how can I move forward, become better, and grow from this moment, regardless of Pat P and w- what that relationship looks like? But just for me as an individual, as a leader, and a quarterback in the, in the NFL.
0: If you're Kyler Murray, do you call Pat P back? Because Patrick Peterson was
3: asked, okay, have you reached out to Kyler like Kyler said in the tweet? I don't have his number. I did reach out. I did get his number from an ex teammate. I texted him. Okay. He didn't reply to the text. I don't know if that's his number or whatever the case may be. But, you know, but I I do look forward to talking to him, you know, because I see a ton of talent in him. And And those mannerisms. Are alarming, and I'm just saying something that most people may be afraid to tell them. Sure, Mm. just uh, it's it's no secret. Everybody sees it. Mm. (laughs) You know, you see it every time they're on television. You see (laughs) Kyler Murray pouting, cursing out the head coach, calling out the offensive scheme. I didn't say that he did. You know what's interesting about this right here, too? I
1: agree with you, Zoe, 100%. I wrote it down on my notes. I think there is a bright spot here. Kyler Murray um, is aware, of course, of all the stuff that is being said about him. And whether you think it's true or false or somewhere in between, it should make him embrace the narrative that is out there and prove the narrative surrounding him sucks buttermilk. Right. That it's not true. It it should be something that, I, I don't know, if you were, if somebody was out there spreading lies and half-truths about right. you, you, you would want to say, hey, listen, I, I'm going to care enough to go out and make sure that this narrative
2: I put to sleep. Yeah, yeah, you got to do it quick. Uh, another quick story, I guess I'm the story guy today. Uh, was it my last year? In Buffalo, either my second or last year, we had switched defensive line coaches, and this new defensive line coach, he, he liked how I rushed the passer, and, and we had another guy as well that was a really good pass rusher, and in the course of the game, the, the D-line coach came to me and said, hey, Azo, hey, you want to get these last reps? I said, sure. So I go into the game. I tell the guy, hey, man, I got it. Come out, go to the sideline, go finish the game. And then I find out that he was upset. He thought I pulled like a, a vet move because I was older than he Oh, okay. Like he thought I took him out of the game, right, so I could play. And this guy had incentives in his contract if you get sacks or whatnot. And it was like sack time, right? <laughs> and so I got wind of it, like, hey, man, Zoe put the big brother card on me. Uh, so I said, no, 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 I did not. So I went to him. We had a conversation about. Yeah. I told him my my perspective would happen. I would never do that to you. And we squashed it and, and moved on. But if I wouldn't have said something, if I would have allowed it to fester, right, then the lie gets bigger. Who I am gets distorted. You know, then I may be upset with him. and Then you there create you more. So you got to, when you have a different perspective or a different truth, you have to address it in the locker room as soon as possible or it grows. And so you have to be mad enough to step up to another man and say, hey, no, this is what happened. Amen. And hey, let's
0: discuss it. At least that's within your own team, your own locker room. This this is yeah. a player on another team. But I played Two with him. Two years removed. Did somebody hire Patrick Peterson as a Cardinals consultant? Well, I mean, he's just offering free advice. I, I, that, I There's was more a than salty. a little of him overstepping his bounds.
2: But I think this story wasn't about Kyler. It became that. It was more about because Cliff is because he also talked about Cliff being on the hot seat and will Cliff be the scapegoat and then it kind of morphed into, well, Kyler should have blame and it got to that. So I don't think it was about Kyler, obviously Kyler's in the conversation anytime you talk about the Cardinals, but it was more at Cliff, because I know he actually talked about Wilkes being fired and all that. It was going to be a new head coach yeah. who can help, and it kind of all got tangled in
1: together. Yeah, the thing I didn't like either, though, is making that leap and saying, okay, because he might actually walk around and have some bad body language that the only one Kyler Murray cares about is Kyler Murray. Right. That is quite a strong statement right, right there. It doesn't really, doesn't, doesn't wash out when you really Listen to what Pat P was saying. I mean, when, Tom,
0: when Tom Brady destroys one of those sideline tablets, is he only thinking about Tom Brady? I, I'm is just TV saying. when Mac Jones yells in the sideline last night? Is Mac Jones only about Mac Jones? Kyler Murray is far from the only quarterback right. to show emotion. And too many people across the country are forming these opinions, hardcore negative right. opinions based on a three-second clip from the sideline where he supposedly has
2: poor, poor body language. And that's why it blew up for Pat P because Pat P was in the locker room with him. So for when Pat P says it, he's seen more than those three-second clips. He's been in practice. He's been in the locker room. And that's what makes it more egregious from us from as players that we're also in there. Like, man, hey, man, we're in a votable safe space. With, what's in the locker room stays in the locker room but it adds validity to it because he was a teammate and right he's sure. not just a this is not just a, a another guy on a different team it's a guy that spent at least a year and a half with him and got to know him intimately even if it was from watching him from across the locker room and, and watching his mannerisms every single day
1: yeah but once again saying that a guy pounces on the sideline and his body language sucks is not saying the only one kyler murray cares right.
2: about Here's is kyler God, murray that, that, that that's a, is right this is pat p safe space because he went to that because that's what the general national narrative is so pat p realized and, and I, I feel like i'm defending pat p i'm not i think he's wrong for what he's doing but i think he goes to i'm not gonna go to anything more personal let me go give you what everybody already knows information that's kind of already out there about who kyler is you know what i mean yes more on
0: this as the show <laughs> texas your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 6 20 right now all right the accolades keep coming in for the suns is that good i mean long term is is that good i'm sure there might be one little downside we'll talk about that and devin booker what's next tonight it's wolf and luke calvisi and lorenzo alexander sitting in on arizona sports the local sports leader wolf and luke arizona sports the local sports leader So on Monday, CP3 became CP10. On Wednesday, it was CP11. And tonight it'll be CP twelve. Do you guys know what I'm driving at? Ron Wolfley, Lorenzo Alexander. Do you know what I'm driving at here? Um, games games missed. missed. Games missed in a row. Okay, bolly That number keeps increasing. Numbers are big with Paul. And with you it. have to understand this. <laughs> so he's big on numbers. We're just, I'm trying as a refresher here. There's been so many games that maybe I missed the reason why he's missing these games. A multiple choice question here on Wolf and Lokan Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Uh, CP twelve is gonna miss tonight's game because of a tendonitis of the earlobe, B, eyebrow irritation, yeah, Bob. C, lacerated nose hair, mm. D, pelvic contusion, or E, none of the above. Uh, none of the above. Bob. What is it again, yeah. Wolf, for CP12? It is a heel contusion. Hmm. That's what it is okay. right there, a bruised heel, I believe. I see. Okay. Well, it's working. Damn it's working. League. The Suns have won, what, six in a row. They have the best record in the Western Conference. They have H-Town. Downtown tonight should be L-Town for the Houston Rockets. They're 5-16. and 16. They already beat down the Rockets on Halloween, 124-109. And they're winning off the floor as well. DeAndre Ayton your Western Conference Player of the Week, and then yesterday, how about the double ding that is Monty Williams, your Western Conference Coach of the Month, Devin Booker, your Western Conference Player of the Yo. Month. Ron Wolf, with your reaction? I'm just saying
1: I want to get Zoe's reaction, as a matter of fact, on this, because, Paul, you've already heard my reaction on this, Paul. You were boring me yesterday with your opinion as well.
2: <laughs> so let me just ask Zoe no, right now. What, what do you love about this? I mean, I love it. I, I just love the masteration of, of Devin Booker once again, and all phases of the game, uh, much like what you talk about, being a basketball player, right? We, we see him score the 51, the 49, but I love the way he plays defense. I love a, a pissed-off book as well, right? When he takes his game to another level, Let's when somebody on. does something just a, a little bit out of what he thinks is appropriate, right? And he just takes his game to another level. And then I've always had a lot of respect for obviously Monty Williams and, what, and how he coaches mm-hmm. his culture and what he preaches day in and day out, and DA is benefiting from it. And so this collective um, is, is no surprise, right? Yeah. As far as who they are, how they approach every single game, and which I think is obviously going to pay off. And we mentioned CP, 12, you know, missing these games. That's why I'm fine with it, you know, because yeah. obviously he has had an issue on the back end, so let's try something different. CP, we trying to win a championship. This is what our history is. Let's do a little something different. So even if your heel is healed or whatever, just sit, chill. These yeah. guys are growing up in front of our eyes, right? Playing at a High level, even without you know Cam Johnson and and, and CP, and and still performing really well. And obviously, with their number one, I, I think right now. And It's good. In it's the Western Conference. Right. Yeah. It's good to be able to build this confidence in guys collectively when you don't have a CP and you don't have a Cam Johnson out there. And then Book is just, he's just, I mean, he's on, on a whole nother level.
1: So have you ever bruised your heel? Have you ever bruised
2: it? I haven't <laughs> had uh, that type of, um, uh, I don't know, privilege, right? I, I'm not that guy. I'm not a superstar. I'm not a, I'm, I'm a glue guy, hardcore, you know, drive a old school Mustang to work type of guy. Yeah. So Hey, you're gonna shoot I'm just them blue the collar, heel? right? Yeah, I shoot it up, <laughs> pop a pill, whatever you got to do to get on the field. Because my job was always, I was always on a bubble. That's what I had to do, um, and you know, and that's the, the life of a professional athlete. Some guys have that privilege. Some guys don't. You just, the, the greatest thing is that you know which guy you are and move forward from there. And so, so if I if I'm listening to you correctly, though, Zo,
1: it, it makes me think that you think this may be orchestrated by the Suns. That maybe it's a. Situation <laughs> Yes. Situation where Let's, Chris, you just sit there and relax. What? We don't need right, Paul.
2: Because who? Yep. who is CP three historically? Who have we seen him be? Right? I want to be out there every game. Yeah. I'm like, every game matters. That's my type of mentality. That's how he plays. He enjoys the game of basketball, right? And we and even last year they tried to get him. To, hey, take a no I want to be out there. So for but he's guy, also had a very unfortunate string of injuries come postseason that's, that's over what I'm the saying. course of that's his career. That's what I'm saying. So they, you have that conversation with the guy that's a year older, right, that understands what is at stake as far as him getting a championship. And when you have a conversation, you're sitting James Jones and Monty sitting down. Let's have this conversation yep. and be real about it. What makes more sense for you to go out here and for us to win games? We probably can win without you, but it's going to put you in a in in a in a, in a, in a state of being overused to where you break down again or do we need the CP3 that we know you, we, we can get at the at the end of the season that you can be and help us win a championship and that's an easy decision for a guy knowing that the regular season in the NBA isn't as significant as like the NFL would be, right? Um, to get him to maybe sit down take an extended time to make sure I'm completely healthy as well as save myself some, some candle on the back end of the season when you guys really need me
0: It's addition by subtraction and there are two instances going on right now with the mm. Suns. Number one is Jay Crowder. We don't want a guy who doesn't want to be here. Correct. You're James Jones. Talk about that. Number two, it's addition by subtraction. CP3, you rest up. You get ready for April and May and beyond, hopefully. And then we're going to watch D.A. and Devin Booker blossom. They yes. Continue to grow yes. as two guys in their mid-20s.
1: And why is that, Paulie? It, it, well, because they may need it, right? You've, yes. you've got to be capable of beating other teams. Yeah. You've got to be capable of beating any team that you're going to face and maybe that means in a series Maybe that means, of course, when the postseason comes rolling around, that you need to depend on that two-man game yeah.
2: of Devin Booker and D.A. Well, and also, in addition to that, campaign, right? The way he's been playing, the way he looks, yeah. uh, you know, that True. was a big difference from year one when he was here, and then last year where it was like, what's going on, to now this year, he looks more poised. Obviously, he's still flying up and down the court, but he looks he looks more poised, more confident, um, and that's another guy you're going to need at times throughout the 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 playoffs to just hold up while CP3 goes to the bench, but we want you to be effective. And so, having that confidence that he's building right now, when CP's absence is, I think, has been um, you know uh, essential as well.
0: All right. So, Jake Fisher. Yahoo Sports NBA Insider was on Bickley and Murata yesterday and it was something you said off the very top there so just about Devin Booker maybe showing not necessarily Suns fans and those of us in the AZ but those around the country maybe a different side of his game. Here's Jake Fisher.
2: Honestly even before the 51 point game after what he did against uh, Sacramento on Monday night I've just heard a lot of people start to talk about how this, this losing player that's like hasn't Done it in the playoff label that got affixed to Booker. I think has clearly melted away amongst the eyes of people on the league who are watching.
0: Interesting. He also went on to put D book. As his NBA MVP right here right now
2: I don't really like the awards culture and the debate around it, but to me right now he's the MVP of the league doing what he's doing keeping Phoenix number one in the west without chris Paul without cam Johnson without jay Crowder um I mean the, the guy's just, just a stone cold scorer, and he's a professional and he's getting it done on, a, on a, the, the defense, excuse me the defensive side of the ball too so um he he's really i think uh turned a lot of naysayers into
0: supporters. Jake Fisher, Yahoo Sports. Here's my only hesitation. I just hope we're not sitting around in May saying, dang, the Suns peaked in November. That the only honors this season they won were in November when D-Book was the player of the month, Monty Williams the coach of the month, DeAndre Ayton his first ever Western Conference player of the week because the Suns are still five. Count them, five. Months away from what they really want.
1: Yeah, and I think it's one of the reasons why, Paulie, again, to your point right there, it's a good thing Chris Paul is getting this break right now because they are going to be more multiple, more varied, I think, more well balanced as a team overall. And I think that's going to be a good thing going into the postseason. I think
0: Wolf is getting ready to stink when it comes to five star games. Oh, no. But we'll find out for sure next. Where do we have our eyes here in week 13? Calvisi and Lorenzo Alexander in for Luke. It is Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Five stars. Five
2: stars. Five
0: stars. Five stars. Games. 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 The NFL's best games, as predicted by Ron Wolfley and Luke Lipinski, powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, it's Paulie Pinchetta, or Lorenzo Alexander. It takes two to replace Luke. Here we are in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, and I'm getting ready to channel my inner Patriots fan from last night. I'm getting ready to boo the home team as Wolf is getting ready to stink it up with his five star games. As he does, it's a tradition every Football Friday. Wolf. Yes,
1: it is. Paulie. As a matter of fact, five star game. Gentlemen, we are not talking about four-star games. We are certainly not talking about three-star games. In your humble opinion, we're talking about five-star games. So I will ask you right now, I just want to know right off the top of your head, Pauline, I know your forehead is massive yet, I will ask you this right here. Why am I here? How many games do you have? How many five-star mm.
0: games do you have, Paul? I have at least three so far in counting. <laughs> okay, right. he's
1: got three. What about you, Zoe? I,
0: I have three as well. Uh, you know what? I have
1: three for the record, so let's go no. ahead. Obviously, here. you guys
0: are looking at my sheet. Oh. We'll flip
1: the coin, will we not, even though so there's three of us here. Um, yes, Pauly, you're actually... There it is. Pauly, you go first. I'm going first. Interesting
0: right there, Pauly. Okay. Give us
1: your first five-star game. In
0: reverse order of importance, I'm going with the Jets at Minnesota. Oh, my Magical goodness. Mike White. <laughs> I love the nah. New York nicknames. First it was Danny Dimes with the Giants. Now you got Magical Mike White. You have the Jets. Are they for real? Man, I'm digging what Robert Sala is doing. He had the guts. He had the gumption. The mock to go ahead and bench the number 2 pick overall. Love it. Jets at the Minnesota Vikings, who I think are charlatans. They're not ready to really be legit. (laughs) Here comes the collapse. That's a five-star game for me.
2: Okay, Zo, what about you? I'm also going, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I played in this division, and I know these two teams hate each other, so I'm looking at the Los Angeles Chargers and the Raiders game and, and the scoring that's going to be put up. The Chargers are looking for a playoff spot right here, so this game is going to be pivotal in trying to get in one of those wild card games.
1: Okay, interesting right there. So, of course, going with a three-star No, it's not a three-star game. You don't know the history. What,
2: did you play with any uh, organizations? No. All right,
1: man. Hey, listen, I played, let me tell you that, t- a decade. Okay, how about this right here? Five-star games. That's what we're looking for. You know what I'm going to start with. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Tennessee Titans at 7-4 and four at the Philadelphia Eagles. Ten and one? Are you kidding me? The Tennessee Titans starting to come around a little bit and play that Titan football. And what is the one weakness of the Philadelphia Eagles? Stopping, Stopping run. the run, especially in a north-south fashion. Oh, get ready for a ten and two Philadelphia Eagles team after this weekend because here comes King Henry. That makes it the blood sport,
0: and a five-star game. I'm just getting ready for the Tennessee Titans in the AFC and the Dallas Cowboys and the NFC to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Bank on it every single year. Agree. The next five-star game from Paulie Pigskin over here has to be Kansas City at Cincinnati. Oh, do you think Patrick Mahomes wants to avenge that playoff loss? And you got Joe Burrow over there, raises his game to the level of the competition. You got two five-star quarterbacks, two winning quarterbacks, backs, and that makes for a winning game. KC at yes. Cincinnati.
2: And you forgot two five-star receivers in Jamar Chase. is oh. supposed to be playing, and then obviously Travis Kelsey. No, he's a tight end, but he's top five receiver right now in the league. So that's my second five-star game as well with Kansas City and the Cincinnati Bengals this week.
1: I'm going to jump on that bandwagon right there. I like it, guys. Of course, I think it's obvious. you got the 9-2 Kansas City Chiefs and the Bengals. How much better are the Bengals playing. I know, they're playing great football.
2: And they haven't had Jamar Chase the last four weeks. Well, by the
1: pricking of my (laughs) thumb, something wicked this way comes, Joe Burrow. Don't
0: bet against Joe Burrow. I'm just saying,
1: Holly, I did not do that. I did not. But now all of a sudden, here you've got the Bengals are going to be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe that's going to be a good game. That's going to be tight. I I don't know if it's going to be a shootout per se, but I think it's going to be a good football
0: game. And to Zoe's point about Travis Kelsey, he has a dozen touchdown catches. That's a career high.
2: He still has six games to play. Yeah, so He's not, been unstoppable. Right. So I'm not betting against him either. So all you bettors is out there stay away from this game. All
0: right, so I'm going to go with my honorable mention before I get to my third five-star game. Got an eye on Cleveland at Houston. You're like, what? Do you know the level of vitriol in Houston for Deshaun Watson? Yeah. What does that scene going to be like in Houston with the return of Deshaun Watson. And if you want a dumpster fire, how can you take your eyes off Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos right now at Baltimore? Coming off a loss, the Baltimore Ravens, and it just continues to get worse week by week, the disaster that is the Denver Broncos. It is rubbernecking when you watch Broncos football at this point. It really is. You can't take your eyes off it, but obviously the final five-star game would be The Dolphins. Correct. At the 49ers. Zoe, I'll defer to you. You give me. What's the key matchup? What's the game within the game? Dolphins at the 49ers. I'm
2: looking at that front seven, right? Because you think about Miami. Mm -hmm. All the things that they do is explosive plays. Some of the things that the Cheetah and Waddle can get down to. This front seven of the 49ers, I mean, they just build different. They fly around. They get after the quarterback. Uh, I mean, you think about Greenlaw and Warner. Some of those things that uh, the Cheetah or Waddle would typically maybe catch at four or five years yards and take 20, those guys are getting looked up and getting blasted by those guys because they're just so fast with the speed. And obviously Bosa, and then uh, what's my other guy's name? Uh, Armstead, I think is supposed to play. I'm not quite sure. I know they was eyeing this game as well. So you add him in the mix as well. Tua's going to have a long day back there trying to get the ball down the field to, to his big-time receivers.
1: Yeah, you know, for me, once again, that is my third and final five-star game. It's got to be that right there. The Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers, of course. And it is the reason that you mentioned, So, to me, the matchup between big plays, the Dolphins, right. of course, and Tyreek Hill. Look, everybody, it's Tua the Tyreek Hill throwing the ball. Can the 49ers actually get to Tua and start banging him around a little bit before he can actually get the ball out? That, to me, is going to be the game within the game, the matchup within the game. And, of course, the Dolphins. Oh, my goodness. The physical Miami Dolphins attack the line of scrimmage and then use the power of play action to throw the ball. And Chunk throws down the field. That's something Mike McDaniel has brought to South Beach. And I love seeing it. This is going to be a physical game, boys. A physical game. The 49ers are going right. to line up and try to hammer that box.
2: And to your point, we didn't even talk about Mike McDaniels, Mike Medan- how long he's been with Kyle Shanahan. Just that matchup and that relationship and knowing each other and the tendencies and all that. So even the game within them going back and yeah. forth and making adjustments is going to be cool to watch as well.
0: You know who does the best job, I think, in the NFL of breaking tendencies? Kyle Shanahan. Mm. And so with that in mind, I'm curious what the Niners look like. He knows that Mike McDaniel knows, so I better do something just for the sake of change because they probably have everything dialed in on the Dolphins side. So, what does Kyle Shanahan come out in? It's sort of like a few years ago when the Cardinals went to Levi's Stadium, right? And, And they came out and they ran four fullback screens on the first drive and they just marched right down the field and scored a touchdown, made it look so easy. And everyone on the sidelines, like, wait a minute. Four fullback screens on an opening drive to Kyle Juszczyk. It's always something with Kyle Shanahan. He's pulling it out from the nether regions of his play sheet.
1: Yet at the same time, you don't want a Jedi mind trick yourself, (laughs) Paulie. Sometimes it's about going out there. Hey, they know what we're going to (laughs) do. Stop us. And
2: I think it's going to be a blend of what both of you guys just talked about. The old in the new over here, right? We talk about the first 15 is going to be some wrinkles, some new to get you confused, and then they're going to go right back to what they like to do, because they got Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuels, they just got all these studs, right? Kittles, that you don't necessarily have to scheme up, because my guys are better than your guys, at the end of the day.
0: Alright, what about Seattle at the Rams, NFC West? That's the other NFC West game. Wolf, how many stars on the Seahawks at the Rams? Because the Seahawks have lost four in a row in LA, yeah. and right now the Seahawks are on a two-game bender, yeah. does the collapse start right now because Amanda, that Seahawks defense just fall off the table last yeah, week. Yeah,
1: you know what? It's a three-star game, Paulie. Three it's a star. three-star game gotcha. because, yeah, obviously the Seattle yep. Seahawks, they're in free fall right now, and we all know the Rams.
3: Oh,
0: boy. By <laughs> the way, the worst selection in that segment... is a horrible master. <laughs> Never forget that. Well, if I was going to rip you, the worst selection was Eagles-Titans and your five-star, obviously not a five-star. Uh, you're a miss in that one. But uh, I was told by Maloney that the halftime entertainment in that game stunt dogs two <laughs> words stunt dogs so i think that does elevate it to a five-star game five there star go. game. isaiah simmons opened up about being benched earlier in the season mm. wait to hear what he shared on hard knocks what his position coach had to say and we'll get what lorenzo alexander and wolf have to say about his immediate future wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader